Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my story this week is Space News. Uh, this is from uh, the Associated Press. Uh, the headline is, NASA's moon rocket moved to launch pad for first test flight. Cool. Did you know that we're going, did you know that we're going to the moon again? No. Yeah. I, I did not know that. was not aware of this. Um, so, NASA's new moon rocket arrived at the launch pad Wednesday ahead of its debut flight in less than two weeks. I don't get too excited. We're not going to the moon just yet, but this is like the test flight for the rocket that will eventually put people on the moon again. Um, I see. Okay. So this was a 322-foot-long rocket um, that uh, came out of its hangar uh, late on Tuesday night and then took nearly 10 hours to travel four miles to the pad where it would be launched from. I don't know why they keep it so far away, um, but... It's, it's, I guess that's a question for NASA. Um, I bet it's because, uh, like, if something goes wrong, then the entire build facility isn't, like, in the path of, like, an explosion or something, maybe? That's that's probably that's probably why, actually. Yeah. That's, that's what I good, just thought of as a, as a potential, maybe. Although, I agree that it's, like, kind of crazy when they have to transport those rockets. I don't know if you... Have you ever toured one of the, like space nasa facilities down in um like there's one in no. florida and there's one in texas i think i've been Maybe. to the houston space center but i've never but like not on that tour just in the museum-ish part of it i what was it it was something i did with my family one time where i saw one of the places where they like construct the rockets and it was like this giant 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 warehouse And I remember them saying, like, yeah, and then we have to transport it out of here. And I was, like, a kid whenever we did this. uh, And I remember thinking, like, how is that even possible? And I still don't (laughs) really understand it. (laughs) And here I am. Years later. (laughs) It sounds like they just have, like, a giant hangar, like, ready for it. I I don't really understand. Um, So NASA is aiming for an August 29th liftoff for the test flight. Uh, no one will be inside the crew capsule atop the rocket, but they will have three mannequins in there that have sensors on them to measure radiation and vibration. All which, right. for some reason, I find very funny. Just the idea of these like mannequins strapped in. Um, <laughs> but uh, the capsule will fly around the moon in a distant orbit for a couple of weeks before heading back for a splashdown in the Pacific. Uh, and the entire flight should last around six weeks. So... This is like okay. really they're they're like fully simulating like people orbiting the moon. Yeah. Um uh the flight wow. is the first moonshot in NASA's Artemis program. Uh the space agency is aiming for a lunar orbiting flight with astronauts in 2 years and a lunar landing by a human crew as early as 2025. Um Wow, that's so pretty soon. That's not, yeah, that's not that far off. Um so this new rocket is 41 uh, feet shorter than the Saturn V rockets that were used during Apollo about 50 years ago. Um, But this one is more powerful uh, using a core stage and twin strap-on boosters, which is similar to the ones used for the space shuttles when that was still a thing. Um, So they said uh, 24 astronauts flew to the moon during Apollo, with 12 of them landing on it between 1969 and 1972, 
Uh, and this time around, the space agency wants a more diverse team and a more sustained effort under Artemis. Um, and the, that program, of course, is named after Apollo's uh, twin sister from Greek mythology. So I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of a fun fun thing that they're doing, yeah. the new Artemis program. Uh, but yeah, apparently we're going to the moon again, and the first test flight is coming up really soon. Yeah, that, okay, well that's really cool. I think maybe I've been distracted by all of the space telescope stuff lately, and I, maybe I missed something about this, I don't know. Yeah, I did, we're had doing no all idea. kinds that's of space cool. stuff. This is exciting. Yeah, space news is always like so interesting, <laughs> no matter what it yeah. is. Oh, I'm, I'm always into it. My story today is health news. This is from NPR. The headline is, Millions of Americans will soon be able to buy hearing aids without a prescription. Ooh. Which is a big deal in the medical world. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this anywhere, but um, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. So... Adults with perceived mild to moderate hearing impairment will be able to buy hearing aids directly from stores, pharmacies, and online retailers with no prescription or doctor's appointment required as soon as mid-October, which is really awesome because in the past, you had to have a prescription for one of those, and lots of people need those, and sometimes that's like, it's hard for people to get it when they need it. Yeah, like if you don't have good access to a doctor or something like yeah why do you need a prescription anyway like I, exactly it's like how what? is it a doctor can't i mean i guess a doctor could do some tests to like see if you perceive different like sounds i don't know but like i think you know better than a doctor if you can yeah hear <laughs> i think it's one of those things like yes could a doctor diagnose like what level of severity you might be experiencing like hearing loss or for what reason potentially, you know, like they can help you work through that and really understand what's going on. But I think that people know when they're experiencing some hearing loss. Right. (laughs) So like, why wouldn't you just, why shouldn't you be able to just like, Oh, let me just go pick up something to help me with this right now. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just like anything else that's like a mild situation. Oh, my back kind of hurts a little bit. Like, like what if you weren't allowed to go buy like an icy hot, Thing or like a heating pad for your bag. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Without a prescription. Like, that's what it seems like. to No like bags of frozen vegetables without a prescription. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's kind of like that. So I think that this just makes sense. I don't know, that's my opinion. Um, so yeah. yeah, so this is thanks to a final rule issued by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, this week. Um, just FYI, that, that term final rule is just an official term used for um, official documentation issued by, like, certain governmental bodies like this one um they call it a final rule but it's basically like policies it's just a policy document (laughs) so (laughs) that's set to take effect in about two months and apparently this is following years of like campaigning by a lot of people to make this change Hmm. um so that's good that they finally listened i guess and and did this so it will create a new category of over-the-counter hearing aids um, which should make the devices more accessible and affordable for millions of Americans. Um, it applies to certain air conduction hearing aids uh, intended for people ages 18 and older who experience mild to moderate hearing impairment. So meaning that if, you know, if like anything for pediatric use or anything that's kind of more like for more like severe is- um, issues will remain under the like prescription device umbrella. 
Um, okay. So, yeah. And according to the FDA, some 30 million U.S. adults could benefit from hearing aid use, but only about 14% of Americans with hearing loss actually use them. Um, wow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't look into, like, where they got the, these statistics, but it seems like, like a big problem that a lot of people that actually need them, like, don't either don't have access to them for whatever reason because of some of these, like, prescription barriers potentially, or maybe there's other reasons. We don't know. Well, but they're super expensive. Yeah, actually you, that too. Like they cost this like thousands it. of dollars. They're um, extremely expensive. Like it said in this article that some of these like the range of price for some of these things is like one to six thousand dollars per ear, which I was like, that yeah. is like Yeah, it said that in the article. It's like I that seems not the right price for that. So I don't uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I, I just know yeah. that cause my, my dad has like some hearing and hearing loss and like, yeah, his hearing aids are so expensive, <laughs> but the technology is like yeah. really advanced and really cool now. Like mm-hmm. they've come a long way since like they were first invented where they just like amplified sound. Now they can like actually like selectively, uh, enhance certain like ranges and like sort of like filter out background noise and that kind of thing. Oh, nice. It's really cool. That is really cool. Um, yeah, they're super expensive. <laughs> but that's it's really expensive. Yeah, I'm sure that that is prohibitive for some people, you know. So this is like a nice. I think I think the idea is that this is opening up a new category of like, I don't know. Maybe the design will be a little different, or maybe it's not as fancy, or I don't know. But like, just you know, over the over the counter version of it. That if you just mm-hmm. need something quickly or whatever, you just want to buy something for yourself, you can do that now. Um, yeah, and then that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this article mentioned that actually the FDA issued a draft, uh, like proposal version of this, um, back in October and there were more than a thousand public comments on it and they, um, you know, looked at those and made some changes and then, yeah. And then they released the final version this week. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, buzz going on about this new ruling and how it's going to affect the industry. Um, I actually saw another article on Forbes that was talking about this where they said, I don't know how they know this, but they said companies such as Apple and Bose have been developing new products that could like fall into this category um, and be hmm. like much less expensive than the prescription versions and potentially more effective too, or just like have different features that those companies want to you know, put in there. So it's kind of like uh, ni- neither of those brands the- make me think less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so no, I mean like, you know, they both make high quality kind of like in-ear devices, right. Already. So maybe they're thinking that they can go into this, the medical space. I will say that there's a lot more, <laughs> a lot of other considerations, uh, when you're making a medical device, but, um, Will it be more less expensive than a thousand dollars per year? Like probably. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I would so, hope so. Yeah. If you know anyone that needs, uh, if you're listening to this, I mean, and you know anybody that is interested, there's a lot more information about this on the, in the website for the Hearing Loss Association of America. Um, they've like been making some posts about what this means and who can get one of these and, or who should get one of these, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. yeah, or if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't hear anything these people are saying, then maybe maybe you need these. <laughs> maybe you should consider, uh, you know, getting tested 
getting your hearing tested. And in the meantime, you might be able to get an over-the-counter device to help you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. We went to the moon in 1969. Ready, set, Go! Go! Okay, I found this, well, I found it on Google News, but it's from some website called 9news.com, which I think might be like a Colorado local, it's not important. Um, the, <laughs> headline, the headline is, Thin Mint Gets a Sister, Girl Scouts Have a New Cookie. It's that time of year again. Okay, I'm really excited for this. New cookies. Oh, and it's going to be like Thin Mints. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, um, so... The Girl Scouts announced uh, on Tuesday of this week that a new cookie will join the nationwide lineup for the 2023 Girl Scout cookie season. Uh, The new cookie is called Raspberry Rally, and it's a thin, crispy cookie infused with raspberry flavor. Um, So they said the cookie is a quote-unquote sister to the iconic Thin Mint cookie with a raspberry filling instead of mint. And it's dipped in the same chocolate coating. So it's basically like a thin raspberry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, I I like it. Yeah. I will try it. I'm not sure if I will like it as much as a Thin Mint because I I just feel like you can't beat that classic Thin Mint flavor. But I do like things dipped in chocolate, so maybe. Yeah. And I, I like the thinness of the Thin Mints, too, so... It makes them, like, satisfying to eat. Not that the thicker cookies aren't. I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, they have, a, the, they have a satisfying crunch, and it's also easy yeah. to eat, like, a whole sleeve of them. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it easy to just eat way too much. Wait, is this... <laughs> yes, yeah, because you're just like, well, this isn't that much. It's, it's thin. I can eat as many of these as I want. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, really, that's really all there is to this article. There's not much. Uh, it's... It, they just pointed out that it will be coming to the uh, Girl Scouts cookies like next season, which starts next year, um, alongside returning icons like Thin Mints and Samoas, um, and you know the other ones. Which I, <laughs> Quiz. What are I don't all really things. Tree which foils. I don't really care about. Yeah, I don't. Toast. I don't believe yay. I, no, wait, did they discontinue that one? <laughs> uh, I don't know if Toast Yay is still a thing. They did mention, mention Adventure Fulls. Oh, I yeah, did. Adventure I Fulls, I, yeah. I think I've tried one of those and it was good. I think you might have given it to me. Yeah, I, um, we had a box or two of those. Those were the um, ones that, like, the brownie brownie ones, right? I think so. With, like, yeah, the brownie yeah. with, like, the caramel thing in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely so. bought a couple of boxes of those. Last last girl yeah. scout season um <laughs> i just i just okay. need samoas honestly samoas and like a thing of thin mints and maybe this year i'll try some of these raspberry rallies i don't eat the samoas i love the samoas are you a not lot a of coconut person is that i'm why? not a coconut person yep that's exactly that's why. why it's a very coconut forward cookie so i don't know why i've just never like I, oh, I I've always just so had a weird thing with coconut. Like the flavor of it is just I don't like it. Like I just never have, and it's not even like I've tried to acquire the taste of it too, and it didn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I can't. Oh, it's yeah. Ugh. Well, more for me. 
think maybe it's like some of those people with that like some people cilantro tastes disgusting and some people like doesn't taste like anything like yeah know. and to you coconut tastes like cilantro yeah exactly like, oh god uh, who would want this in a cookie uh. <laughs> cilantro cookies <bleh>. okay. <laughs> okay this is from upi and um did you know anthony that today august 17th is black cat appreciation day i actually did and the reason that I know that is because our work has a chat group for people with pets, and somebody mentioned it in there, and then everyone shared their pictures of <laughs> their pets. That's awesome. Cats. So I, any, I've celebrated. A, oh, okay. oh, yeah. Turns out we have a lot of black cats at work. So I, oh, I, that's awesome. I, I appreciated those black cats today. That's I. That makes me feel all like warm and fuzzy inside. Because yeah. <laughs> I it actually used to have a black cat. When I was a kid, oh, did we you? had yeah, I don't know if I knew that. yeah. Um, we named him Salem, <laughs> which is like name. not super creative, but <laughs> it was great. And yeah, he was like a barn cat. Like he he was kind of like this back in my you know we anyway yeah he was he was awesome <laughs> though like he was a great cat. That was when Aww. I was like a little kid. But yeah, I, ever since I've, then I've, I've always just been one. like oh black cats they're fine. <laughs> oh yeah. I like black cats. I've never, I've never owned one though. I mean, I, I know it's like anecdotal. Like I've only known one personally, but his <laughs> temperament was like what I would want in a cat. Like he, he liked to like come up and like sit on your lap, mm. but, but also never really did anything that was like annoyingly clingy either. Like he wouldn't like come up and start like bothering something you're holding or something like that. He wouldn't like do that. Like he just wanted okay. to like come and just sit next to you. Like it was like the perfect, like, I don't know. <laughs> the perfect amount of interaction. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, this is what I want from people, too. Just <laughs> yeah. Come up they and sit next like, to me. Don't bother me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You and I might be alike in that respect. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so today's Black Hat Appreciation Day. There's a whole story about on UPI about the guy that kind of started it. Um, apparently, it was somebody... Um, this man, Wayne Morris, um, who lived in New York and started this tradition in 2011, um, because he wanted to, I guess, do it like in memory of his, um, his sister and her 20 year old cat Sinbad, who had both ended up passing away in the same year. Oh, wow. She had a black cat. And so he wanted to do something like special. And so he made like a black cat appreciation day to kind of you know, dispel myths about black cats or whatnot. Um, and uh-huh. I guess it just kind of picked up steam and now it's a thing. 20 um, years old is, is old for a cat too. Wow. I know. Yeah. Um, I, I know. So yeah. And then he's actually in the past has teamed up with um, like animal refuge um, organizations and stuff to help turn this into like an annual fundraiser and like all sorts of things. Um, yeah. And this article actually mentioned that this, this guy that started it actually he passed away this year um actually so he was 69 so sad but the Mm. memory of black cat appreciation day lives on so yeah 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 i've never gotten the whole like they're associated with bad luck thing like that's it's i mean it's all superstition of course are you a superstitious person not really so that's probably also neither am i also, how do you how do we know it's a causation and not a correlation thing? Like, what if 
what if black cats like are warning people about bad luck they're about to have, but aren't the cause of the bad luck? I like that way of thinking about it. Yeah. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to think about it now. Black cats are trying to protect us. Yes. But then we just, because they can't use English words. (laughs) (laughs) What they do is they come around and like, you know, they, they, they come around you, they cross your path or whatever, you know, if a black Mm -hmm. cat appears in your life unexpectedly, it's trying to warn you about something. It's not, it's not the cause of anything. Yeah, but they also can't do anything about it, so you're just going to have bad luck. <laughs> right, and so just deal with it. And yep. don't blame the cat for anything. I mean, no, it's not the cat's fault. The cat was yeah. trying to help. Right. Also, this, this, is this, is my, <laughs> this is my new working theory. <laughs> there's also this like super cute photo of like a black cat kitten on this article, oh. which I will Black cat kittens are so, so adorable. I, They're just like little puffs of nothing with like bright green eyes popping out of its... Yeah. They're so cute. Um, anyway. Small yep, void so kittens. If you're listening and you have a black cat, appreciate them extra today. Yeah. It's Black Cat Appreciation Day. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Nick News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.